Hello, welcome to season three of the Coach Mitt Lundy podcast. I'm your host, Jason A. Dixon, and I'm super excited about the opportunity to begin another episode with all of you who have been supporting the podcast since day one. I am excited also because I have a very, very special guest, someone who's joined me on multiple podcasts in the past. And so, again, I'm excited to have her, Miss Kimberly Bell. How are you doing, Miss Kimberly? Awesome, Jason. Thank you for having me. This is going to be really fun. I'm, I'm psyched. I'm excited as well. You always have been a great supporter of the podcast and you and I we go way back and we've done a lot of different things together. So it's always a, a privilege, you know, to be joined with you in this space to talk about some important things. And, and today is no different. We're going to be talking about something very important. So for all, everyone that's listening out there, uh, we're going to begin uh we're gonna start our two-part series, which is called The Co-Parenting Code. And today we're specifically going to be talking about the cornerstones of conscious co-parenting. And there's no one better um, than the person we have today to, to discuss this topic. And so Kimberly, um, just before we dive into uh, this topic, just talk a little bit about why you think this is so important to discuss. Oh, thank you. Um, and I just wanna say, I love doing this with you and I really value the work that you do. And I value everybody who's tuning into this uh, because this, this does matter and it is so important. If you only take one thing away from this that you can hold on to, you can like embody, you can really own it for yourself, it will help you so much within your life, within your relationship with your child and with the partner, whether you're married, separated or divorced. So um, I think that you asked me why I feel like this is so important at this why, time. Is that what you asked me? Definitely, okay. yeah, definitely. Why is this so important? You know, yeah, before we, before we dive deep into the, the meat and bones of what we're gonna discuss, mm. why, for the people tuning in uh, today, um, why is this important? Why I talk about this amongst all the different topics that we can talk about? This is important for our children. This is important for a few reasons, but our children I see as being the most important um, because they are the ones who are either going to be disempowered by us and our choices and our relationships in front of them because we're having all of our relationships in front of our children or they're going to feel loved, protected and empowered because we have become more intentional and conscious with the way that we're approaching other people in our lives. And we have an opportunity right now to show our children another way of doing relationships. So that, so it benefits the children. That's one reason. And then it gives us another opportunity to start feeling empowered, being empowered and realizing that we can change any relationship and it all begins with us ourselves. So, and so that's, that's why it's important. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And I wanted to start off with that because, you know, as I was thinking about this and you know we had numerous conversations leading up to today but as I was thinking about this topic you know I work with young people uh, I know you work with young people as well and I just 
the the statistics are staggering when you think about how many um, young people are coming from divorced families, are coming from uh, different dynamics, you know, and we're targeting all types of co-parents, but um, it's just so many different dynamics that are going on that are affecting our young people. So it's very important, like you said, it's very important to talk about this, but to also empower the adults. You know, I really want to make it a point to, to help people understand this is not a series where we're going to be uh, bashing uh, our parents or talking down on our parents. We really want to give you tools and resources. We want to empower you to become the best co-parent that you can be. We know this is a touchy topic, a sensitive issue for a lot of people who may have had bad experiences, but we have the perfect person here to, to kind of walk us through those. Uh, those, those situations. And so we're going to dive deep into three specific uh, takeaways that you can take, you can apply to your own lives when it comes to co-parenting. So uh, Kimberly, let's get started with the first, the first uh, cornerstone that you have for us. Okay. So the first thing that I want to say, just want to go back and touch on what you said about the parents. Agreed. A thousand, a thousand times over. Mm -hmm. Parents, here's the scoop. There's no manual. You learned how to do this most likely from the caregiver that you had when you grew up. And from my perspective and the work that I do, it wasn't necessarily always from love. And so the work that I do is based in helping parents connect with themselves, learn how to like themselves, love themselves. And from that place, we begin to be an awesome parent, right? Look, we are learning about ourselves through life. We are learning even more about ourselves through all of our relationships, parenting, co-parenting, being in, in relationships romantically. All these relationships matter and they begin with you. So the most important part of this is, and the first step I'd like to talk about the way that I see this is radical self-responsibility because you do have a choice, right? And a lot of times we forget that we have choices. We don't have to keep doing it the same way just because we have been for the past through, you know, few years or, or whatever the time has been for you. If you're feeling bad about something, you can always change it. And so my passion lies in helping people realize that you know what, you can do it differently. Let me help you. Let me show you how to do it differently. And you know, this is when we feel empowered in our lives, we feel like we can achieve anything, right? And parenting is just so tricky because there's a lot that goes into it, right? We've got a lot of relationships in the mix, family members, right? Mom and dad, there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen. But when I talk about self-responsibility, radical self-responsibility, it has to do with respecting yourself so highly, right? That you become a, like a master, if you will, more conscious with intention when it comes to what you're doing, right? What you're saying, what you're feeling. So your actions, your words, what you're thinking, your thoughts, your feelings, they all matter. It's kind of like, we may like what comes out of our mouth, but the thoughts may be really not so great. 
or vice versa, right? The idea is that we get on the same page with everything. Everything starts to line up. We walk or talk, right? And we do have choices. Even when we're really angry in the moment, we have a choice. Deep breath, right? This takes practice. And this is what I teach people how to do. Drop down into yourself. Let's go to your power place. And now when you're anchored in your power, you can respond versus react. And that is such a big one when it comes to co-parenting, whether you're married, whether you're separated or divorced, it doesn't matter, right? So this is really, really important. And it will change your experience when you realize, huh, I have a choice, right? And so we start being more mindful of ourselves and the energy, the vibration, if you will, of what we are sending out. What kind of frequency am I emanating out into the world, right? In front of my children, to my partner, right? Or not my partner, my co-parent, you know? So, yeah. I love that. I love that. Currently, can you give a specific example of what you're talking about? Because I feel like this is such a powerful uh, way to start, you know, with yeah. this cornerstone. But uh, can you give the listeners uh, a specific example of how this applies? Okay. So like I said a moment ago, like when, so if we're in a conversation, right? Um, let's put it this way. If I'm, if I'm a parent, right? If I'm co-parenting, no matter what my situation is, I'm owning the way that I approach it. Okay, so maybe my typical, let's say I don't like the response I get from somebody. Let's say I don't write the co-parent. Let's say I don't like their idea of the way we're gonna do things, right? Instead of giving up my power, meaning this is what it looks like when I give up my power. I don't express myself, tell them I'm not happy with it. I don't say anything. I keep it inside, I start to resent them, and then bam, I start throwing blame, right? Remarks, all kinds of nasty things their way because I gave my power away. And when we can start to be more self-responsible, I know now I have a choice. You know what? It's, it's tricky. I haven't really learned how to do this before, but now I'm committing to learning how to talk. <laughs> yeah. and actually saying what I feel. And usually we run away from expression because we feel the adrenaline. It feels so freaky. I can remember with my ex-husband, honestly, being in the kitchen and just feeling like I was like losing myself because I was like, I couldn't believe how differently we saw things, right? Mm -hmm. That was my process. I needed to learn that it's not my job to change him. It's not my job to have him see everything my way. It's my job to make myself feel good. He's not gonna always agree with me. That's okay. We're different people, right? So now when I know I have my, my power, I can start saying, you know what? I don't see it the same way you do. I, I, can we, is there, you know, here's my idea. Instead of just getting angry and saying, I'm done. Do you know what I mean? Is that? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I definitely understand what you, what you mean. And it's, it's very important that you talk about that because I, I you know, I, I talk to so many young people and, you know, I do life coaching and the, the first step in, in that process is, is the parent uh, reaching out to me talking about they want support for their, 
they're a young person, right? And most of the time, I would probably say 90% of the time, maybe even higher, it's the mother reaching out to me to get support for their son, in this case, their son, because I primarily work with, with males. And so it's, it's the, the, the mother or the, uh, the, the female caretaker reaching out to me for support. Now, I, I don't know why it works out that way, but I, I, I would tend to believe it has a lot to do with what you're talking about here. Um, and I've talked to the fathers, the male, um, you know, counterpart Present. in a lot of different situations. Yeah. And I, I, I would tend to say that they don't see eye to eye on this, you know, reaching out for additional support for their son in this circumstance, in a situation. And so when I, I hear you talk about that, personal responsibility, you know, radical self-responsibility, I, I think specifically to those situations where the mom and the dad or, or you know, the people in, in the relationship don't see eye to eye in that situation. Can you expound upon that? Can I? Thank you. I yeah. appreciate it. This will probably be another podcast, but um, <laughs> so you're touching upon this, um, I call it, and, and people more in like a spiritual community are familiar with like the distorted masculine, right? Yeah. We have distorted energy around what a mother looks like, what a father looks like, what a man is, what a female is. <clears throat> we have all these stories that are untrue, okay? And it doesn't, it, that doesn't really matter. But what you're talking about is typically, typically, men haven't been given the space to be vulnerable, to experience emotions that are in between, you know, laughter, feeling good and being really angry. Like there's a whole plethora in between and our world really hasn't allowed that space. They've allowed it for the feminine to have that more, you know what I'm saying? So when it comes to asking for help, right? Maybe offering a compliment to a child. This happens a lot too. If it, especially if it's like father, daughter, he may feel really uncomfortable with doing that because he hasn't learned a healthy love uh, way of expressing himself that feels good and, and isn't like embarrassing or uncomfortable, awkward. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. You brought the vulnerability. Men have been taught to not ask questions. Well, all of us have really not been given the space to express ourselves, but men just forget about what's going on. Let's just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and I, I, if you, if you go seek help, that means you're not normal. Something's wrong with you. Right. It's like the mental health. It's like, hello, the people yeah. we've all had mental health. Hello. We have all had mental health now, some of us more extreme, right? But it's okay to say we need help. When we say we need help, that's power. This is what kills me, right? It's like, it's powerful to say, I don't know the answer, mm -hmm. right? I've gotten so right. good at, I don't know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is, that's awesome. Amazing, amazing advice. And it's something even I can apply to myself. But again, when we talk about co-parenting, you can see why there's so many times where there's a disconnect, you know, and, and then we bring so much of that, uh, that baggage into the co-parenting relationship. And it just, it, it affects so many different layers of that relationship. That's very good stuff. Um, Kimberly, before we move on to cornerstone number two, I wanted to give you an opportunity. Did you have anything 
else that you wanted to add to that or, or kind of wrap it up a little bit? Um, let's see. I don't think so. It'll come okay. around again if there was anything, but I'm not aware of it, but thank you. Okay, okay. All right, so let's go on to cornerstone number two. Um, what What is something else that, that co-parents can take away to apply to their relationships? Okay, this is a big one and one that we don't, might not often think about. I probably didn't use proper English there, but <laughs> compassion, compassion, yeah. okay? Mm. Compassion, less judgment and compassion mm. for all of us, all of us, right? Um, this is getting, being able to get into a space and this, is, this trickles down from self-responsibility. And this is around my feelings. So if I'm self-responsible and I know I wanna be treated with compassion, I'm going to be able to offer that to the other parent, right? Compassion. Um, but the first person who needs the most compassion is you, right? Because we cannot give that to anyone else what we don't first give to ourselves. So offering compassion, and this is like a first step for forgiveness, right? Which is real tricky for a lot of people. Um, compassion is we're all doing our best. And, and sometimes people have a real hard time with this. And it takes a little while to really wrap our brain around believing that they didn't do that to hurt me or to get mm -hmm. back at me. I know what they're doing. And the, the reason that we tend to look at things like that and get triggered so often by other people is because we haven't healed enough within ourselves. When we start to realize, you know, backing up to self-responsibility, actually just one step before, that our own healing journey is what is so necessary, but so often overlooked. People are like, I don't want to go talk about the same thing that happened to me when I was seven for the next 20 years. And I'm like, I know we don't have to do that. Yeah. What we might want to do is look at the patterns that mom and dad had, see what happened while you were there and see how you've carried it forward and are still actually holding on to it because it's real disempowering to be carrying all of these disempowering patterns from generations before us, correct? Yeah. So, right? And so we're all in this together and there is nobody who is any better than the other. And you know what? Who cast the first stone, right? Because we've all done things to hurt people when we didn't mean to. Sometimes we were trying to be spiteful and it always bites us back. That always happens, right? So yeah. we keep getting a correction. We keep getting a reminder that, you know what? When you do things out of anger and spite, it comes back and it bites you. It's the law of the universe. Whatever yeah. you put out, you're gonna be getting back, okay? Mm -hmm. So the compassion piece puts us more in our heart space, right? It's more into that loving heart, you know, look, have compassion for your partner, whether you're with them or not, right? If you're not with them, there's a reason for that. Have compassion for yourself that you're trying to like rebuild your life, right? If you're, uh, and, and they have an opportunity to do that too, and you no longer have to, you know, deal with that, right? But you can own feeling good about yourself and what comes out of your mouth, what you do, what you say. 
and compassion is a big piece in this. And, and so for yourself, it's important, but for your child, it is, it's so important for yeah. children to have compassion yeah. for them. Yeah. Wow. And, and I, I, yeah, you go ahead. You go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say for the child, it's, it's really important. Now, remember, children are, are learning by watching us. They learn more right. by watching us than everything that you're saying nonstop. In fact, yeah. parents, if you could start talking a lot less, I'd be really careful because yeah. see, as parents, we worry, so we talk a lot. But the truth is, is that our child needs quiet and they need processing time because the, our world is doing this to them all the time. <laughs> right? Yeah, so, yeah. Have compassion for your child, you know, um, if things, you know, when they're, they're going through, chances are, if you're having challenges, co-parenting, whether you're all living together or not, your child is also having challenges. That's the truth. You can't have one without the other. You can't have happy mom and miserable child yeah. or happy dad and miserable child. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of like that, you know, it's like, top down. So if we, if we help the parents actually start to like themselves personally more and have more compassion for themselves, they're just naturally going to offer this to the other parent and to their child and to every other relationship that they have. I love so that. That's, that's judgment. <laughs> yeah. I love it. very simple. I love it. And I know it's not easy. I know it's not easy, but you touched on great things and it's, I love the simplicity of that. Um, as you were talking about the, having compassion, I just want to share. I was watching a TikTok uh, the other day, mm. and it was this uh, woman on there who um, was looked directly into the, the camera and said, um, very sarcastically, Do you know there's someone out there who's with your ex who thinks they hit the jackpot? And then she started passive aggressively laughing at it. Like, and I looked at it and I'm like, yeah, that's kind of funny. But and then I started to think about it a little bit more. And I'm like, wow, you know, I get it. I get it. She probably had an experience with him like that was horrible. And now the next person thinks that, you know, I, you know, I hit the jackpot. This is the woman, the man or woman of my dreams. And I'm like, you know, I don't. You know, going back to that compassion piece, yeah. I'm sure we've all had that experience before, but I thought about it and I'm like, wow, this is really, like, you can tell she's still hurt by the, by well, whatever. That's what she's showing everybody. Yeah. And this is yeah. what people don't understand. That's, you made a really fantastic point. So our partners or not partners, the co-parents, yeah. we show each other, everybody shows each other where they still have wounding to take mm -hmm. care of. That's what this is like. They think they got back and they think they sent the perfect text or blocked them or right, whatever it is. But the truth is, is there's just, there's love that needs to be given to that person by that same person. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Wow. I, yeah. I just, I wanted to mention that because you talked, I mean, you were just saying so many good things that made me think about that. But again, the compassion piece, uh, Kimberly, talk a little bit about how specifically how um, the children, uh, regardless of like the age, how are children impacted when the co-parenting uh, relationship 
doesn't have that compassion piece that you're talking about. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of bitterness. There's a lot of hurt that still exists within that co-parenting unit. How does how's the, the child or children impacted by that? Children are impacted huge because they, <clears throat> first of all, the children are children or are more, um, they're more conscious in a lot of ways. Um, so they take on more, um, they're more open to things, sensitive to energies and things of this nature. And they, oftentimes children care so deeply, but they mask it with like anger and resentment and all of these things, because they've been hurt so often. So just know that the children are affected by everything that we do. And I had, you know, a lot of dysfunction in my childhood. And I can tell you that it affected me greatly. And you know, I was told that I was a brick wall when I was a teenager and I was told this and I was told that. However, my caretaker was really challenging for me and there wasn't a lot of love, right? So your children do things. You may think that they're moody. You may think that they're acting a certain way or whatever. There's always a reason. And so what happens is, see, we still have this hierarchical thing happening, right? And you know, it goes back to parent can be the dictator and the child just has to deal, right? You're, you are growing a human being, right? Where's the place for expression, right? If you get triggered by your child telling you the truth, parents are gonna love this. You gotta ask yourself why. What is it about you that bothers you so much? There could have some truth to it because oftentimes when we get so angry, there's an element of truth we don't want to deal with, right? We might not wanna face it. I've been there, I get it. And it hurts horribly. It's like the worst pain in the world. I've hurt my kids many times, many times. Um, Sometimes, and some of them I still don't know, right? Because we can't really know as parents, we, I tell parents, you know, we hurt our kids all the time. We just don't, we don't know. And you know what the truth is, is that you can only be mindful and responsible for, for what they do with the information that they get. But we have to do our, our part, our due diligence in the sense that filter things with love or compassion. And you know what, if you mess up in the moment and they overheard a conversation between you and the co-parent, go talk to them. Give them the opportunity to at least have a moment where they see you care, you're checked into them, you're asking them questions and they may say, no, I'm over it. And they may not be, but that's what they're telling you. No, I'm over it. But yeah. at least you gave them that moment. And you know what, those moments are golden because that's what builds trust between parents. You care, right? You showed up and you gave them space and you gave them your time. Those things are invaluable. Yeah. So that's what I wanna say. Um, it really affects our children, So, but we can change it, right? And I used to go back and apologize to my kids and parents would be like, oh my God, I could never apologize to my child. And I'm thinking <laughs> to myself, how could you not? That's all I ever wanted to hear, you know? Cause yeah. I lived in a situation where no one even cared about it didn't feel like anyone cared about how, how I was feeling. Now, they, if they were on this podcast, they may say very differently, um, but that was my experience, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, I love the last part you said about apologizing. 
You know, and I, I share this, I share, and people who've listened to this podcast before, they know how I feel about this. And I'm, I'm very big on parents being vulnerable and, 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 and showing that to their kids, apologizing, allowing their kids to see them hurt, allowing their kids to see them cry, allowing, allowing them to see you in a place where you're being human, like you talked about. Um, and there's kind of a running joke, you know, well, again, where, um, you know, where, where people talk about how, uh, you know, parents apologize by, you know, asking them, what do they want for dinner? Or do you want to go to this place to, to, you know, buy some, some shoes or ice cream? And it's a, it's a running joke, like that's how parents apologize when they ask you to do this, instead of just saying the words, I'm sorry. You know, now it's funny because I can relate to that. You know, like I, I remember times growing up where my parents may have done something to make me upset and they probably knew it. And then their way of apologizing was, you know, so what do you want to eat? You know, <laughs> or do you want to go here? Or do you want to go? Like in my mind, I knew as I got older, I knew it was like, okay, they feel bad for I know it says, right. what their situation. Yeah, well, what happened? But not every kid can process like that. Like you said, they may need to hear the words, I'm sorry, or well, forgive me. Or, or forgive me, right. Yeah. And so what a great point. Um, what you just said is so amazing. Because, um, so for example, if I'm a parent, so basically what I want to say is when we do not uh, talk about the elephant in the room, yeah. we're, we're teaching our children how to deny, right? how to avoid. Right. And when we do that, we're doing everybody, a di you know, an injustice, basically, because it's an opportunity to teach our children and to the parents. Yeah. OK, so if you've been doing that, giving your kid cookies or ice cream, you know, usually it's like the sweet treat to make up for whatever or the reward. Right there, we're kind of teaching kids an association with perhaps money or sweets equal love or whatever it is, right? It's the feel good thing, the reward, right? So there's a lot of disempowering patterns that can get wrapped up in, right? Into those types of things. Let's break it. Yeah, I'm here to break this. I really am. <laughs> I'm done. I want parents to feel empowered to start speaking their truth. Let's teach our kids that they can do it too. Now, everything in balance. I agree with you. Let's show our vulnerability, parents. Let's let's show kids that it's it's okay to feel sad and depressed. It's okay. And you know what? It's okay to nap if we feel like we need it. Let's empower our kids to be able to feel the way that they're telling that you, right? That that they are. And and but it starts with the parent. Mm -hmm. I was a parent who could never slow down. I couldn't slow down. I never watched TV with my kids. And I had regrets about that, you know? I, I'm, you know, I don't have regrets anymore because I understand that was the pain. I needed to have the regrets so that I could yeah. like get where I am. But yeah. uh, because I had the program, do, 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 do. No rest. If you rest, you're weak. You're this, you're that, all, right? All the labels, all the things. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, everything in balance. We don't want to see our parents balled up in the corner if they're going through separation and divorce, right? Mm. Um, my, you know, one of my children was, with me during a really terrible heartbreak. And um, I tried to, you know, keep her from it as much as I could, but still mm -hmm. she had to see me crying. It's painful to watch your parent cry. Yeah. Um, 
So, but we can let our kids know, I'm sorry, you know, I, I'm crying, I'm sad, I'm sad, you know, and when we can start allowing these emotions to be more normalized, they're yeah, normal, yeah. We, we need to express what it is that we're experiencing, then we won't go out and kill people, perhaps, right, then we won't think something's crazy, weird inside of us, because mm -hmm. everyone worries that something's yeah. wrong with them, and we're all just, we just haven't been given space to be ourselves. Right. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. And again, for everyone that's listening, parents, especially, uh, again, what Kimberly is saying is is right on. And this this series is about you. <laughs> it's about you. We understand the, the, the pitfalls and the struggles that go on with uh, co-parenting and, and things that affect co-parenting, your job, your relationship with your kids, you know, uh, family members, so many things that affect uh, the co-parenting um, dynamic. And so that's why we, we felt it was so important to touch on um, this topic. Now, Kimberly, as we move on to uh, the final cornerstone uh, for, the, for this episode, there may be someone who's listening uh, right now. And, and as we talk about the compassion piece, uh, as we wrap it up, there may be someone who, who experienced um, as you alluded to a little bit, uh, that heartache, that pain. Um, and now the co-parenting uh, relationship is really just kind of um, non-existent, but it's affecting them, you know, uh, to the point where there's no communication. Then mm. they may not want a co-parenting situation. And so it's just them. Um, what do you say to that person? Well, there's a lot that comes to mind, of course, but yeah. uh, so what I say to that person is, so if they've made the choice to co-parent, so not to allow that other parent to be involved, is that what you mean? Right, yeah. So, well, they may have, they may have safety valid reasons why they've made that decision. So let me just say, okay, you know, first and foremost, safety, okay? It's, it is our job to protect our children, right? Right. So that's one thing. But if we move that out of the way, and that's not really it, parent, if you're doing it all by yourself, is it because you feel like you need to have control, right? Because you don't feel like the other person is fit to be a parent, right? And so again, safety aside, if, if safety is not quite it, then I would like to help you maybe open up your mind and offer a few things here. Number one, it's important for children to see that mom and dad are both capable, but also do things very differently, right? When, you know, I work with a lot of couples, families, right? When they come to me, I, it is so important that not just the mom is the one who tells everybody how to do it. It's also important for the dad to show that he does it differently than mom, you know? And that's just one example, but it, it's important for kids to see variety. It helps them see that we're all capable. We're all capable just because we don't do it the same way, you know? Now, parents, you know, being together, you know, I, I'm thinking of, of somebody I know right now is, has a way, a different way of looking at something than her spouse does, right? His idea for their child being out at night is a lot later than maybe this person's idea, right? Yeah. 
And, and that can feel very frustrating, right? Um, and we start to judge the other parent perhaps, right? Maybe we're thinking, oh gosh, I can't believe they're thinking that. Like, why would they think that, right? Well, the reason why is because they're a different person. Right. <laughs> um, they, they, every single person is uniquely themselves. Yeah. In all ways. So people put down your walls and come together and understand that, um, and we're kind of sliding into the, to the last one here. I don't know if you want me just to go into it, but. Yeah, definitely. Did I answer the question though? Oh, the parent who's listening. So, you know, those are the things where if you're gonna keep the other partner from being involved, you're, you could be doing your child a disservice from realizing that they want the experience perhaps of both parents, right? And right. every situation, Jason's so different. So I kind of hesitate to, you know, we could talk about a lot of different scenarios, but the last cornerstone or the last, uh, yeah, cornerstone to consciousness, uh, conscious co-parenting is in the way that I see this is community coming together, honoring basically that we're all as valuable as each other. Maybe we're looking at somebody who's doing a lot of things. Maybe they're addicted to alcohol or they have drug issues or they're this or they're that, that's wounding. It doesn't mean they're a bad person, okay? Now, if they're you know, hurting your child, again, this is a different, that's a different situation. But community is being mindful of what are we, what are we parents together? What are we showing? What are we teaching our children, right? What are they learning? Are we making time for them? Are we showing them that they have a safe place to express themselves, mm -hmm. right? Are we coming together? Are we showing our kids that we can come together? You have an opportunity, every single parent listening to this, to show your children what it means to be on a team, right? There is no I in team. And also your judgment won't really help your team, right? So this is about both team members realizing that they're both, they're different people, but we can always find a way to come together and find a middle ground, always. Mm -hmm. And if you sit there like this and you're like, ah, no, I'm so sick and tired of the way that they act. They just don't know what they're talking about. All the time they do this, all that. Well, you know what? Then I would invite all parents who have that situation to check themselves and to say, you know what? and this is an energy thing, and this is a different podcast, but when you start to understand energy and what you're putting out, you actually have the opportunity. You start changing your words, the way you approach your situation, your other parent, the way that you, um, you know, what you're thinking in your head, right? All the disempowering things we could be telling ourselves, start opening that up and allowing, you know, have more respect for the other parent, right? And realize that they do things just like you do out of hurt places and being, being hurt, right? Mm -hmm. um, then we can work more in harmony because that's what we're stepping into. This is a love paradigm that we're moving into. And it's, is that you? Sorry. And it's time, it's time to, to work together more towards harmony and honoring each other as we are equally as valuable. Um, yeah. and let go of your control. That would be the last thing that I would say. And uh, we are, I know we're a little over, but letting go of control. Control is something that 
you know, all of us probably need to allow to change in ways I would say work on, but I want to throw that word work out the window. Um, if we can start allowing, allowing things to change, things to shift, to be open, right? Expand, right? When we think about words like that rather than work, right? Yeah. This is more about emanating a frequency of energy. What are you emanating as a parent? What are you throwing out there to the other parent, to your yeah. child, to your community? So that's yeah. where, you know, it's not time for blame. It's time for radical self-responsibility. Own, own you, own your yeah. healing, own your words, all of it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And, you know, I'm a coach, so I love the analogy you made with the team, okay. you know, and, and I, lo I love it. And, and you're right. You're right. It, it really is a metaphor for uh, working together as a team. And you see, uh, I always say you can tell what type of family dynamic exists at home by the type of kid, how the kid acts on the soccer field, yeah. baseball diamond, you know, yeah. volleyball court, football field. So what you talk about right there is is very important. Um, and, and, and for everyone listening, you know, we know this is a very broad topic. There's a lot of things to unpack. Like you talked about, Kimberly, uh, each situation is unique. It's different. Each parent, each co-parent is different. But we just wanted to get the conversation started. We want to let parents understand and know that there's support out there. There are resources out there. And it's about getting better. We constantly want our kids to grow and become the best version of themselves. You know, it's also something that needs to be focused on when it comes to co-parenting. Um, and, and becoming the best version of yourself as a parent and okay. as a collective unit, you know. Um, Kimberly, I want to give you the opportunity to kind of put a bow on this and wrap it up um, as we end the episode. Okay, thank you. So I feel like I already wrapped it up, um, but I would like to offer that if you are some, you know, someone who is, if this resonates for you and... <clears throat> you know that you get triggered a lot and you know that you're not really happy in life and you feel stuck in your, in your life, whatever it is, um, I can probably help you. So, you know, feel free. You can find me. You can email me at Kimberly at KimberlyBell.org, but the website is KimberlyBell.org. So it's K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y. B-E-L-L.org. And you can go to the contact right at the top of the page or connect is what it says at the top of the menu bar on my website. And you can leave your information there and we can, you know, we can schedule a 15 minute call. I am going to be doing a parenting workshop and that will run six weeks. Uh, I was supposed to be doing it like next week. We're, we're moving it down the schedule a little bit. So I'm, un I'm unsure of the date, but it, it will be it's either going to be late summer or early fall. So please reach out to me. Uh, and yeah, and you can also, you know what, my book, I think also, um, if you don't mind my plugging oh, my no. book, I don't oh. do a whole lot. Um, my book, Empowering You, 11 Ways to Shift Your Personal Paradigm is, is really a gem of a book. It's a small book. It is a wonderful way for you to begin the journey of connection with yourself and really self-empowerment. And I talk about gratitude, I talk about compassion and self-empowerment and forgiveness, all of these things. Um, and I even have a chapter in there dedicated to our young people as well. 
And I also have a podcast called You Are Good Enough. Um, and I talk about all kinds of things, a lot of relationships. I'm really a relationship coach. I'm very passionate about helping people know that, you know what, you can have a great relationship, but it all begins with yourself. That's where the journey I love it. I love it. And Kimberly, you can take as much time as you want on this podcast. Mi casa, su casa. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, you're, you're such a force. You know how I feel about the work you do. It's amazing. And so any you plug whatever you want to plug because I believe in the work that you do. And I know that you you get results. So anyone out there listening, as Kimberly talks about, you know, her parenting workshop, her book, she's legit. What the, the stuff that she does it, it, it makes a difference. It's impactful. And so, uh, again, it, I'm just excited that we were able to have you on this episode to get this conversation started. And we are going to continue this series on June 28th uh, at 4.30 uh, with our, co our co-parenting coaching webinar. We have a special treat for you. Kimberly is going to join us for that episode as well, bringing her, her knowledge, her information, her energy and, and just her insight. And it's gonna be a, an amazing, an amazing time. So please join us for that. Um, and we thank you for listening to the kickoff of season three for this, uh, the Coach Me Monday podcast. And we hope everyone has a great, great week. See you soon. Jason, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you everybody. Bye.